a presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Schools. Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the full court press with Eric Franson and AJ Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, AJ, you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson with you here on a Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. Whether it's on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, streaming on 1069thefan.com or on their uh, 1069thefan mobile app. Thanks for carrying us along with you, wherever you may be, whatever you're up to. A couple different things we'll get through today here on the show. Certainly, we got to talk about that Aggie game last night. Huge disparity in one area, one very big area last night, but here's what's interesting. This isn't the first time this has happened. It's a pattern in Wyoming, and that's got me confused. Uh, So we'll talk about that. Uh, We'll hear from the coach. We'll hear from Justin Bean a little bit, too. Um, Continue to get your reactions to the game as Utah State gets so close once again, but it comes down to a last-second shot, essentially, by Graham E.K. to win the game. But it was there for the Aggies to win, right? Especially with 10 seconds to go at the end of regulation. And you don't even get a shot up. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Big news today for the Utah Jazz, making a trade. How does this help the team get better, or does it? Uh, Coming up next hour at about 5.30, Dan Clayton with Salt City Hoops will join us to explain the trade, who these guys are, and if the Jazz are done or not, because the trade deadline is tomorrow at 1 o'clock Mountain Time. So there's still time to make some deals if the Jazz feel like it's necessary to get better. So uh, a lot of different things to get through. Uh, Roger Goodell met with the media today, had a a sweeping press conference discussing a lot of different details about uh, the allegations against the NFL Uh, hiring practices in the NFL, playing internationally in the NFL. Um, So we'll we'll hear from Roger Goodell. We'll play some of the sound from his presser uh, earlier today also. But um, as always, on these topics or any others that are on your mind, we'd love to hear from you on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321 to participate. Also, big, big night in high school hoops We'll tell you who's playing and what's on the line because uh, there's some really interesting matchups here compared to what happened the last time these teams played each other a month ago. But um, 
Getting to the text line, 435-339-0321. 4260 weighs in. The Ingles trade today was nice to replace Joe's production. Just don't know if it moves the needle for the Jazz. I hope they're not done making trades. Yeah, and, and if you if you hadn't heard, but the, the Utah Jazz did make a deal. Uh, they did make a move. Uh, the Jazz traded Joe Ingles. Basically, they traded his contract. The guy doesn't even have to leave the state. I mean, he's not going to play, but they traded his contract um, to Portland. And uh, the Jazz, in exchange, it's got multiple teams involved here, but uh, Joe Ingles is involved. And um, so he. He, uh, he leaves, but in exchange, the Jazz, really, the, the deal is Joe Ingles for uh, Nikhail Alexander-Walker. That's really the, the crux of this deal. There's more pieces involved. Uh, the Jazz also get reserve forward Juancho uh, Hernan Gomez from the Spurs, and uh, the Jazz also send Elijah Hughes to San Antonio. The Jazz also send a second-round pick to the Blazers and a second-round pick to the Spurs. So essentially the bottom line here, the way this all comes together, is this was Joe Ingles' expiring contract for third-year guard Nikhil Alexander-Walker. And Walker, I'll admit, I didn't know a lot about him. Uh, I had to uh, look him up. I had to remember what he's done. Um, he's six foot five, only 23 years old. So he's young, has some upside, has some opportunity. He's had some games this year where he's really gone off. He had a 33-point game uh, earlier this year. Um, he had uh, uh, a 27-point game. Uh, he's had a couple of games in the mid to low 20s. But usually on average, he's more like a 12 to 13-point a game uh, kind of a guy. Um, and so uh, he is a, uh, a decent defender on the perimeter, uh, somebody that does need to continue to develop his, his shot and, and his shooting from beyond the arc. Not a bad three-point shooter. He's at about 31%. But uh, it, it's an interesting move for Utah to, to really go younger, to, but to also add some youth and versatility on the wing. And uh, some extra scoring and somebody off the bench that helps the the Jazz. Uh, Tony Jones certainly respect uh, what he does. He writes for the Athletic, follows the Jazz, always there, following the team, and uh, refers to uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker as somebody who's really talented. Uh, and uh, but he does have some some holes that need to be developed, specifically the shooting and decision making. But uh, describes him as a real talent, just needs some some molding and needs some direction. But uh, look, he scored 33 back in November against Oklahoma City. He put 31 on Philadelphia uh, just a few weeks ago. Uh, he scored 27 one night against Portland in December. And so this he has that ability. But uh, it's not necessarily what you get from him every night. Uh, he started about 14, 15 games for the Pelicans, was involved in a trade, the C.J. McCollum deal. So oh, 
on on one day he's going to Portland and the next day he's coming to Utah. Um, who knows? He may not. This may not be his final destination. He might end up somewhere else before tomorrow afternoon. But uh, he he brings some size and versatility. He is known to be a a, a good defender on the perimeter. So he's kind of like a Jordan Clarkson, is what some people are comparing him to. Um, I don't think he takes minutes from Jordan Clarkson, but he would be an off-the-bench guy and uh, does provide some versatility, being able to defend multiple positions on the perimeter. Uh, I don't know that the Jazz are done, and I don't know that this necessarily gets them over the hump. It, it, it helps, especially when you're down a guy. You're Really, you're down two roster spots. Uh, they've been down one roster spot since they moved Mieoni, and now Joe is hurt. So they were really down two roster spots. Daniel House Jr. was kind of filling one of those, and he probably gets a, a deal to extend through the end of the year. But um, I, I don't know that the Jazz are necessarily done because uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, I, I don't know that he really helps that much. Uh, he's six foot nine, 26 years old, so he's still you know, pretty young, but he's been in the league for five, six years. Um, hasn't really played too many full seasons. He played 48 games in 2019 and 20. He played 52 in 20 and 21. Uh, did get traded in the middle there, uh, but uh, has only played in 23 games so far this year. He's only a couple of points a night, kind of a guy four to six minutes a night. So somebody that comes off the bench and um, plays, you know, fills a fills a gap, fills a hole, maybe plays some defense, uses his fouls. But certainly Doak uh, is ahead of him in my mind. Uh, but um, if if there continues to be some injury issues there, um, it's another body I guess they could use. I don't know. I mean, that one really doesn't get me excited, that, that aspect of the trade with Hernan Gomez. But um, maybe the Jazz see something in him that they can develop and he can be part of the process. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll get more ex, uh, explanations on this and who he is specifically. That's the biggest question mark in my mind is why they would give up you know, future draft capital to involve him, to bring him to Utah. But uh, Dan Clayton will be joining us at 530 and help us understand that and make sense of it. So uh, a lot of people are saying goodbye to Joe and they're feeling sad. And look, I, Joe Ingles is, is Utah's favorite Australian, right? He's awesome. A great community guy, great uh, locker room guy, high character guy. Uh, but just because they traded his contract doesn't equate to Joe being gone. Uh, he's going to be out for a while rehabbing his knee and he'll be an unrestricted free agent. And he's made it clear it's his desire to return to Utah, but he's also said he will keep his options open. Because it it may come down to it where we love Joe, but the roster could be a little bit different, and it might be hard to figure out where Joe fits in with that roster by the time he's healthy. And do you use a roster spot on someone coming back from injury and you're not sure how healthy they're going to be, how they're going to help your roster, your your title chances, uh, or do you go with somebody that's maybe a little bit more of a sure thing? So be a lot of questions for the Jazz uh, after Joe Ingles uh, is uh, finishing up his rehab and, and how he's holding up. But 
But the bottom line is today, Jazz did make a trade, and his contract was was part of it. So, uh, like, I didn't really know who either of these guys were. I had to do research on them. They're not really known names, but they did get younger, uh, and they did get some kind of perimeter help in uh, in exchange for what Joe Ingles uh, wasn't able to give them. So, uh, if your quick reaction to that. Your reaction to the Jazz, should they be done? Should they make some more trades to help this roster out if they truly want to be a title-contending team? Well, look that, uh, watch that Milwaukee game <laughs> against the Lakers, and that is a title-contending team. And Jazz are not there right now. Uh, I don't know that I've really seen them there this season. Maybe a few games here and there, but not on a regular basis. We're going to get a real... Uh, barometer tonight when the Jazz host the Golden State Warriors later tonight on national television. But um, I, I think if the Jazz want to truly believe in themselves as a title contending team, I think they need one more deal. Um, they, they need one other, some one other piece to get them there. Because I don't know that they're there right now. I don't know. Maybe I'm too jaded by everything that went on in January with injuries and COVID because it was rough. Now that Donovan's back, they're starting to put some wins together and they're they're improving. But uh, big big showdown tonight for the Jazz. Uh, getting back out to the Guild Mortgage text line nine nine five two. Why did coaches think pulling Horvath from Ek to double Maldonado was a good idea multiple times and got burned? Look, the thing with with Wyoming is it's it's pick your poison. That's what's so tough about the Cowboys. Because, uh, yeah, EK, he had a little bit of foul trouble early, but he got took that time to get rest basically on the bench and then came back and was a force uh, in the low post, and he was tough. Maldonado, he's always tough. It, it really is pick your poison. I mean, E.K. had 28, Maldonado had 23. So you, you double one guy, they're going to get you with the other, and vice versa. Um, what what I don't understand, the biggest thing for me, it was the free throw disparity, which was absurd, and not being able to get a shot off when you've got 10 seconds on your side of the court, and you can't even get a shot off. At the end of regulation, your chance to win the game, and they didn't even get a shot up. I think that's what bothered me the most uh, about some of the things that happened late in that game. Uh, Six two one one. How can the Aggies not even get a shot off at the end of regulation? Yeah, there we go. That's on the coach. Did Odom even drop a play? Didn't look like it. Why were Adel Rock and Shulga the ones handling the ball? Get Ashworth and Bean involved. Um. Yeah. I. I Look, here, actually, we do have some audio. This is Justin Bean. This was after the game last night, and he was asked about that final play. Like, what happened? Did it happen like it was drawn up? Is that what you guys intended to do? And here's how Justin Bean answered that difficult question that many of us are asking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we drew up a play um, for me to come off a curl uh, inside the lane, get like a, a mid-range look or a drive to the basket. Um and we, we kind of got slowed up. I'm not sure exactly what happened up top with the handoff um, with the guards, but they, they did a good job just kind of blowing it up and, and making it 
tough to, to get a look at, um, at me in the lane. And so I had to kick it to Max and um, got a shot clock violation. But again, we just, those are the types of things. We've run that play a lot, you know, in practice. And so we just got to, got to execute better. See, that's what's odd. I mean, in, yet again, another tight game, but the Aggies can't play well in the clutch. They can't get it figured out when there's just a few seconds to go. Even 10 seconds, that's not just a few seconds. That's a lot of time. You can run a set. It's not just a clear out, hurry, and put something up. You can run a set play. But this this team is struggling in the clutch. They either win by 15 or they lose by two or three. Two, two to five. That's that's what it's been in conference play. They either lose by two to five points or they win by 15 or more. There's nothing in between. So they're really struggling to figure out how to play in tight situations. Now, part of that is they had to, you can't be as aggressive as you want because there's incredible free throw disparity. 32 free throw attempts for Wyoming compared to Utah State's 13. You had EK and Maldonado, who alone shot about as much as the entire Utah State roster. EK was 8 for 12, and so was Maldonado. Utah State, as a team, was 8 of 13. That is ridiculous. And the, the thing is, this wasn't an isolated incident either. That's what makes me really frustrated. Like, besides not being able to run a play properly, the end of regulation, why the ball's not in the hands of your key playmakers who seem to be more reliable than others, yes, that is... That's frustrating. That's a little bit on coaching. Give Wyoming some credit, sure. But here's what's really frustrating. And this is according to um, Jay Tust. And uh, he, a lot of Boise State people were keeping a very close eye on that game in Laramie. And he is up in Boise. Here's here was his post before the game. These are numbers before the game. Wyoming had shot 123 more free throws than their op- than their opponents in Laramie this season. 123 more than their opponents. That's the seventh most in all of college basketball. That is on average 12.3 attempts more per game. And last night it was 32 to 13. I don't, what is going on in Laramie? How come they're getting so much preferential treatment at the line than their opponents regularly on the uh, I mean every night. No wonder they haven't lost in a year at home. They get to stop the clock, they get to take a breath, they get to put up more points for free. That you know that disparity alone is maddening, and despite that, Utah State still had a chance to win this game at the end of regulation. Like I said with John last night, the Aggies have to win by ten to win by two, because 
things get stacked against you when you're playing on the road against a good team, and, man, there was home cooking. Bean was in foul trouble. Dorius was in foul trouble most of the night. Shulga got in foul trouble. Even Z got in foul trouble and had to do things a little bit differently and not as aggressive in the second half. But EK, he only had two fouls. He picked up those two early, and then he never got any more. Maldonado only had two. So it's it's really, really embarrassing with what's going on with the refereeing in the Mountain West. Now, look, I'm, I try really hard not to be that guy that throws everything on the referees and says, you know, they've got it out for one team or the other. But this year's been really bad. And it's not that there's, you know, the odds are against the Aggies and they're trying to pick the Cowboys and help the Broncos. No, it's that it's wildly inconsistent. And why is it on the regular that Wyoming has that much of a disparity? Uh, Now, I get it sometimes in your style of play, the way you play the game and the way teams have to try to defend that, free throws can work in your favor. That's just your style. And teams trying to slow that down or stop you are forced to make tough decisions that get put them on the free throw line or create fouls. That's not a referee's fault. That's just one style versus another. But the fact that it's so grossly, that pendulum is so far on the Wyoming side every night in Laramie, that's really just weird. Some, I just I don't understand it. Help me understand that. 435-339-0321. A lot of texts coming in on the Guild Morgan's text line. We'll get to that. We'll get to some of your comments, some of your questions, and uh, trying to figure things out. Where what, what does this do to the Utah State Aggies' chances of making the NCAA tournament now? Uh, did it really have that much of an effect anyway, considering what their record is already? But uh, we'll get into that. We'll talk a little bit more about the Jazz, their trade that, uh, that happened today. Uh, Dan Clayton with Salt City Hoops and their partnership with Salt Lake Tribune. He'll be joining us next hour to break down the trade and if the Jazz are done or not and what the field looks like anymore. It's been kind of a busy couple of days in the NBA and they're not going to, it sounds like it's not done. Something could still be brewing with the Sixers and the Nets. And uh, really interesting matchups tonight in high school basketball, too. We'll tell you what's on the line, who's playing where, and how you can follow along. All coming up next here on the Full Court Press. If you're looking for your next pre-owned vehicle, buy it from a name that Utah has trusted for over 95 years. For generations, the Murdoch Auto Team has given Utah's pre-owned car, truck, and SUV buyers a comfortable, no-pressure buying experience. So go for the gold this February and get 1.99% financing for 72 months, plus no payments for 90 days, and a complimentary gift with every pre-owned vehicle purchase. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family at Murdoch Hyundai or online at MurdochHyundai.com. 1.99% APR must finance through GWCU. Not all buyers will qualify. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 22822. 2022 is all about you. This is Dan at the Sports Academy. It's time to take control of one of the most important parts of your life, your health. Sports Academy offers the largest variety of fitness equipment and group fitness classes like cycling, yoga, high fitness, Zumba, and water aerobics. Classes for all ages and abilities. Take control of your health and experience the difference at the Sports Academy. Your club, your results, your life. 
Ascent Aesthetics is a premier aesthetic practice. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat are proud to offer you a professional aesthetics team. The Ascent team is passionate about education, best techniques, products, procedures, and services. If you're looking for help with Botox, fillers, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical-grade facials, or skincare, Ascent will help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. See which Ascent service is right for you and learn more at AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com. Advanced Heating and AC, the gold medal winner in the best of Northern Utah, is teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you with the best furnace units available. And now is the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns Cash Valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and AC and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272. Stop by at their showroom west of DI. Online, advancedheating-ac.com. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Uh, we had an interesting discussion earlier this week about sportsmanship and high school. And boy, we got a new story from just up the road in Pocatello that will make you scratch your head. And uh, yeah, I'd love to get your opinions on this one too. Because do the players have a gripe or are they just being spoiled brats? A uh, team in Highland, uh, Highland High School... Their, their varsity players say they aren't going to play another game until the coach resigns. Uh, it's not like they're having a terrible record. They're seven and twelve overall, three and four in their in their conference in their district conference. But they've got a game scheduled tonight, and it's been canceled. And they're supposed to play against Madison, but um, the freshman team, the JV games, those will still you know, take place. So the the varsity players say they're not quitting. They're just sitting out until the head coach resigns. We'll get into more as to why that is, but uh, some interesting views on that. But getting to our Guild Mortgage text line, uh, talking about the Aggie game last night, and uh, John Russell will be joining me next hour as well. And he was on uh, Aggie KVNU Aggie call last night and give his perspective on what happened. Last night, before between the Utah State Aggies and the uh, Wyoming Cowboys, but um, at nine nine five two could have doubled Maldonado with another forward. Yes, that's okay. As far as the doubling, I get that. Uh, they ran the same play in overtime as they did at the end of regulation. Yeah, they. You're Justin. Say we practice that play all the time. I don't know. I mean, it's frustrating. Uh, five four five two. The officiating was horrible both ways last night. Mountain West officials are trash. Yes, yes, agreed. Uh, also, last possession of regulation was ridiculous to say the least. Not even getting a shot off is insane. 
that is insane. You've got 10 seconds. I mean, you should be able to get a shot and maybe even a putback. They didn't even have that. You run different sets to give you multiple looks and multiple options, and I don't know. I don't know why your your true point guards aren't running that play that you have a lot of confidence in. And it's not like Wyoming did an exceptional job of denying them the ball early in that possession. So, I don't know. I don't know. Weird. Uh, five six three four. If we play them in the tournament, we will win. Hard to beat a team three times in a season. Plus, their wick, their luck of winning close games will run out. <laughs> it's you know, give the Cowboys credit. They have won a lot of close games, a lot. Just as Utah State has lost a lot of close games, Wyoming has won them. So you got to give that coaching staff and those players credit for knowing what it takes to play well in the clutch and getting the job done just enough to get the victory because that's something Utah State is struggling with and hasn't quite figured out just yet. They either lose by a possession or they win by 15 or more. Doesn't seem like there's much in between. 6-2-1-1, the two offensive rebounds by EK on missed free throws. That ended up in... In uh, two three pointers, <laughs> six points right there. Those were huge. Need to box him out and get those rebounds. Yeah, amen. Uh, I thought, you know, generally speaking, Utah State did pretty good on uh, uh, rebounding the ball. I mean, they only allowed Wyoming five offensive rebounds, so they took away a lot of second chance opportunities. Uh, overall rebounding, Utah State won that battle, thirty six to thirty one, and I thought that the you know, limiting it to only five offensive boards. But it was all EK who did that. And you're right, doing that off of some missed free throws that you're in position, those should be yours automatic. And the fact that he got those and that turned into six points ultimately, when you lose by two, that's just, that's killer. <laughs> that's just really, really tough. Um, yeah, ball movement was okay last night. Um not quite like we've seen. Uh, I think part of that was the the Wyoming defense. Love to get John's perspective on that. But 15 assists to 30 made field goals. That the ratio down a little bit from what it's been. Uh, a few more turnovers that started to pile up a little bit later in the game. But um, boy, 13 free throw attempts compared to 32. I just can't get that out of my mind. Uh, six five four three. Really, no excuse for the poor execution in the last sixteen seconds in regulation. That game was ours to win. Amen. I know. Really, really frustrating. Really frustrating. Uh, nine nine five two. Watching EK Aggies got a taste of what other teams felt playing against Nimi. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, that's true. He is a load down in the post, and Utah State absolutely took advantage of that advantage that they had with uh, uh, Nimi. And, uh, boy, EK, is uh, he's that guy for them. He's a load. He's tough. And Utah State just doesn't have you know, a player that can go toe-to-toe with him. I, I thought it was interesting to have Dorius as a starter you know, we all thought that Ryland Jones would slide into the starting position, but because of EK, his size and what he does in the post, 
coaches uh, thought to you know, put Dorius in there, but he got into foul trouble pretty fast and was limited really to only seven minutes. And so that, that's that's definitely a, a hole on this team this year. When they face a team with a dominant big man, they are at a real disadvantage. Uh, despite that, I mean, Horvath, I thought, had a great game. Flirted with another triple-double, 20 points, 6 assists, 8 boards. Bean struggled early but started to get rolling in the second half. Ashworth played great. But, boy, yeah, missing Bearstow, that hurt. And then that disparity, I just I can't get over it. I know you're getting tired of hearing me, but gosh. Insane. Uh, as far as what that does to the net, uh, the net rankings now for Utah State, Utah State did drop a little bit. Uh, it was a quad one game, so they didn't drop a lot, but they went from 41 to 45. Wyoming moved up 30 to 28. But I know John Rothstein last night, he's going on CBS saying, the Mountain West is going to be a five-bid league after what I saw from Utah State. And he had to be reminded that Utah State lost the game. Yeah, Utah State's competitive. They look well in a lot of good metrics, and they're, they're competitive. They're not getting blown out. They're a tough team. But you're, they're 1-7 in seven in quad one games. I, I don't see them as a, as a team that's going to get an invite right now. To do that, they have to be, in my mind, at least, at least in the conference championship game. I don't think they have to win. Certainly that is your automatic qualifier. But I think their resume would be strong enough to that point. They'd have to beat some good teams to get to the championship game. And if they do that, then I think their resume could be strong enough to get in. But, I don't know, five teams? It's a good league in the top half of the of the of this conference is very good but i don't know that the the committee is going to put five mountain west teams in there nobody's ranked right now i mean wyoming if if they win next week or, or later this week they go into the into the weekend without a loss they're going to beat san jose um this weekend so I mean, they should be ranked because they're just the last team out. So Wyoming's going to be a ranked team. And look, the Mountain West needs at least one ranked team and another team that's knocking on the door. And then those both of those teams need to lose in the tournament. And that opens the door to be a more than just a two-bid league, but maybe even a four-bid league. Uh, but here's the other thing. Utah State, they, they've got to get up into that four or five area in the standings to avoid having to play four games in four nights because they're still on the outside looking in after that loss. Because um, right now they're in, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They're in seventh place right now in the standings. But they're only a game behind San Diego State, who's in fourth. So there's a lot of opportunities still to move up. It wouldn't be that hard to do. It's not a lot of ground to make up, but um, they've got to be able to pick up some of these wins. And we talked about this stretch of games 
these uh, next four on the uh, or that they have uh, the, of the four that they have this uh, this weekend next, three of them are on the road against really good competition, and to be in the conversation, to move up, to be considered as a as that fourth team potentially, or on a really moonshot of being a, a five fifth team to be considered to the tournament, they have to go at least two and one. So they got the one out of the way. They got to win the rest. They got to take care of their business to still be a, a chance there, and I think they have to do more than that really to get a chance as an at-large team. Six two one one on our Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, let's be realistic. The only way the Aggies go to the big dance is by winning the tournament championship. They will not be an at-large team. Think about it. And I, I think you're right. I, I mean, if they get to the championship game, I think that. Could be a different discussion because that would mean they would have had to have beaten a Wyoming, Boise, Colorado State, or San Diego State. They will have had to have beaten one or maybe even two of those teams to get to the championship game. So those would be multiple quad one wins on your resume. But uh, I don't know. I, I think the odds are getting slim, real slim now. After that last uh, last night, four three five three three nine zero three two one. If you want to weigh in, uh, I want to get to some high school stuff. We got some great games in Region Eleven tonight. We'll tell you who's playing where, what's on the line, as uh, teams are playing each other on the flip side of what happened earlier in region play, and then kind of a perplexing story coming out of Pocatello about a basketball team that's refusing to play for their head coach. Uh, do they have some merit in their complaint? Or are they just being spoiled brats? Love to get your perspective on that as well. 435-339-0321 here on the Full Court Press. Hey, it's Jackson with Mountain West Motor, inviting you to check out our new location at 615 North Main in Logan. If you're looking for a rig that will turn heads on the road, each vehicle on our lot has been customized and built for your adventure. Whether it's hauling kids, hauling trailers, or roaming in the mountains, choose from our collection of trucks and SUVs at Mountain West Motor like no other dealership in Cache Valley. Visit us at mwmotor.com. Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. Cold weather is here. Let the gold medal winner in the Best of Northern Utah's Fireplace category help you update your home with Napoleon's full line of gas or wood-burning products. Building a new home? Let the professionals at Advanced Fireplace and Stove design and install your fireplace. From traditional to modern, Napoleon has something for every design and every budget. Install a product that will allow your family to make memories for years to come. Stop by at their showroom or visit them at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. We are talking with Jeff at Daryl's Appliance. Why does Northern Utah choose Daryl's when they need to repair their appliances? Our customers trust us to get the job done right. We have been repairing appliances for over 52 years. We also have our Under One Roof loyalty program where we discount the trip charge when you decide to buy new instead of the repair. Plus, our service calls and parts are guaranteed. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open till 6 p.m. on weekdays and 5 on Saturdays. This Valentine's Day, give a piece of jewelry from S.E. Needham Jewelers. Save time and money by taking advantage of our Valentine's Day special. With the purchase of any jewelry valued at $149 or more, you'll receive dinner for two, chocolates and flowers. You can have Valentine's Day covered in one stop. Choose from a large selection of diamonds, pearls, gold, and silver jewelry. 
Also, your jewelry will come in our signature gift box. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock. Sunday, the Los Angeles Rams and Cincinnati Bengals square off in Super Bowl 56. Hi, this is Scott Graham. Join me and the rest of our Westwood One crew from L.A. for all the action. The Bengals are in the big game for the first time in 33 years. Can they bring home the first Super Bowl title in franchise history? Or will the Rams win on their home turf in SoFi Stadium? Tune in to find out. If it's Super Bowl 56, it's right here. Pre-game begins at 3 with kickoff at 4.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here on uh, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, and streaming online, 106.9thefan.com. Guild Mortgage text line is open, and it's been busy this afternoon, 435-339-0321. If you want to chime in from 5338, great news. I have a date with your sister tonight, signed Trevor Bauer. Oh, uh, yeah, the weird. Uh, gave a lot of detail <laughs> what's going on with the Trevor Bauer pitcher from the Dodgers. And it, like, it looks like they're not going to pursue additional charges. It's weird. Uh, nine, nine, but I'd stay away from Trevor Bauer if, uh, if your sister was interested in him. Uh, nine, nine, five, two. Conference games Wyoming has shot more free throws than opponent in every game. Yes, they have a. They've shot at least 12 more. 12. At least 12 more. Last night, it was 19. 19 more attempts. That is ridiculous. How does that happen? How does that happen with the same team, especially at home? That's the big thing, especially at home. It's a huge disparity. The the officiating in this conference has been wildly inconsistent. Really, really frustrating. And I believe me, I try not to be that guy, but today I'm really finding it hard. So you have to forgive me. Oh, I just don't get it. Four three five three three nine zero three two one on the Guild Mortgage text line. Shifting to uh, high school hoops, uh, big games tonight throughout Region Eleven, and uh, let you know what's on the line here with some of these games. Probably the biggest game of 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 the schedule this evening is happening in Millville tonight. Ridgeline hosting Green Canyon, uh, the number three team versus the number five team. The Riverhawks have won six in a row. Green Canyon has won four in a row. And uh, there's a chance here to win the region. If uh, if Green Canyon wins, they they would at that point be tied for the lead with a chance to win it outright if they win on Friday and Ridgeline loses. So there's a lot on the line here. If Ridgeline wins, it's theirs no matter what. Uh, the last time these two teams faced each other, Ridgeline won 51 to 37. 
But this Green Canyon team has pulled off some really big wins lately and especially played well in the fourth quarter. So big showdown tonight. We'll have video streaming on Cash Valley Daily with uh, Dave Simmons and Nick Zollinger. It'll be on 104.5 The Ranch and on 100.9 Light FM this evening. Pre-game at about 645 on the radio and online on Cash Valley Daily. A couple other games that are really interesting. Skyview hosting Mountain Crest. Now, Skyview is number four in the rankings and Mountain Crest is number 13. But what makes this really interesting is that Skyview, they had a they had a stretch there where they lost four in a row. And one of those was a put-back loss to Mountain Crest back on January 21st. They lose that game 57-56. to uh, They narrowly defeated Bear River last Friday. So this Skyview team's kind of on some shaky ground right now. Mountain Crest is, they've been competitive in a lot of their games. They're anxious and hungry to get another win over Skyview. So interesting to see what happens in that one, which will be here on the fan uh, to, uh, with Hurricane John Newbold calling the play-by-play, also on 107.7 KLZX. Speaking of Skyview, big win for the girls over Bear River last night in our Region 11 Game of the Week. Hurricane John Newbold called that one. You can go back and watch it. It's archived on Cash Valley Daily. And then the last game to mention is that the Logan Grizzlies are hosting Bear River tonight. And two couple different places to catch this one. Uh, Al Lewis will be calling the play-by-play on KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM, with a video stream on Cash Valley Daily. And then Rod Zundel, he'll be calling the action for the Bears on 104.9 in Box Elder County, but also streaming on CashValleyDaily.com. This is the number 10 team versus number 12 team. Both of them hungry to improve and, and get better from where they're at, very close in their standings and their records. And this was a close game last time they played each other. Logan won 74-67, to so it was a close contest. So it'll be interesting to see how that uh, plays out tonight. So a lot of these games in our family of radio stations, and you can watch them all on CashValleyDaily.com. But what's really kind of curious is what's going on up the road up in Pocatello. Highland Rams. Players kind of revolting. Getting upset with their head coach. He's been there six years. And players said they're not going to return to the court until the head coach steps aside or the AD or the principal or the superintendent steps in and has one of the assistant coaches take over. Uh, Tuesday afternoon, coach sends out head coach um, sends out uh, a, a text saying, "Hey, we got practice," and only the JV players showed up. Um, so here's here's some of the things why the players are upset. Uh, varsity players say they've grown frustrated with uh, coach Pearson, and they can no longer play for him. Uh, they criticize his late game coaching decisions a lack of continuity. This is according to the uh, Idaho State Journal, by the way. And they've also criticized the on-court play style that fluctuates too much for their liking. Say They say that we never follow our practice plan. They run plays that are working, and then he'll just indiscriminately change it just to mix things up. Uh, really critical, kind of their last straw, apparently, was a game against Century on Saturday. Highland was up by three, in the final seconds, and according to the, the this uh, some of the players, 
um, Jaden Wright says to, told the paper that it was his idea. Look, there's I've seen this in other leagues where in other levels you're up by three and the other team gets the ball, foul them quickly, so you avoid the three point shot, give up two free throws, but take away the opportunity for the three. Coach didn't like that idea. Moments later, of course, Century hits a game-tying three-pointer, sends the game into overtime, where eventually Century wins the game. So players are upset. They're not coming to practice. They say they're not going to play for the coach anymore. They're supposed to have a game today against Madison, and it's been called off. So are the players out of line? Are they spoiled brats? Uh, to use an old an old saying, are the are the are the, the patients running the asylum or is the tail wagging the dog? Or do they have a point here? Look, he's not doesn't sound like he's abusive. He's not putting his hands on him. They've won seven games, they've lost twelve. It's not like it's a terrible, atrocious season, like we've discussed in other other teams earlier this week. It just they don't like his play. I come on, but you look for me. You gotta you gotta buck up and play through it. Address your concerns to the athletic director, um, to the principal. But he's the coach. You gotta get out there and play the the game. It's not like you're some big shot professional athlete making millions of dollars who may be able to uh, you know influence coaching hires. I just, I read the story, I hear their reasoning, and I just think, come on. This, these are spoiled brats who have been entitled and emboldened, and they, why would you even keep them on the team? Coach says he's going to stay there through the end of the season, which is quickly approaching, but um, I just think that's really silly. Uh, shame on those uh, those high school players. I think that's stupid. If he's abusive, if he's putting his hands on him, if he's yelling and he's you know, using foul language and acting like a bully, maybe we can have a different discussion. But it's just they don't like how he's calling plays or he doesn't follow through on his game plan. That's mismanagement, sure, whatever. But you still play the game. You still show up to practice. Weird. I mean, the guy's been there for six years. <sighs> I don't know what's going on in the world of sports today. <laughs> we'll take a timeout. Uh, when we come back more on uh, on some of this, uh, Roger Goodell met with the media today, had some interesting things to say about playing internationally, also about this investigation, why the NFL reacted so quickly in a statement from the Brian Flores suit. And uh, he explains that. So we'll get into that coming up on the Full Court Press. Sunday, the Los Angeles Rams and Cincinnati Bengals square off in Super Bowl 56. Hi, this is Scott Graham. Join me and the rest of our Westwood One crew from L.A. for all the action. The Bengals are in the big game for the first time in 33 years. Can they bring home the first Super Bowl title in franchise history? Or will the Rams win on their home turf in SoFi Stadium? Tune in to find out. If it's Super Bowl 56, it's right here. Pre-game begins at 3 with kickoff at 4.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. 
What do Valentine's Day and Jarek's have in common? They're both all about the romance. Jarek's Fine Jewelry has a great selection of men's and women's watches, earrings, bracelets, necklaces, and yes, engagement rings. Don't sweat it out worrying about where to get the perfect gift. Just come to Jarek's. Through Valentine's with any purchase, receive a forever metal rose, handcrafted by metal petals. Valentine's Day and Jarek's, they're both all about the romance. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special, make it Jarrett's. Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. If you're about to turn 65, you have been bombarded with so much mail and pestering phone calls. Ditch the junk. We make Medicare easy. We will answer your questions and get you the information you need. We are your health insurance specialists. Call 752-9493. Having local help makes all the difference and there's no cost to you. We're here for you now and in the years to come. Call 752-9493 or visit lssins.com. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Last year, we were talking about the same subject, which is part of the frustration I think all of us have, uh, ultimately. And I think I'd start with the basis that uh, racism or uh, any form of discrimination is against our values and, and really something that we will not tolerate. That's NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell meeting with the media today, holding a press conference ahead of the Super Bowl Covered a lot of different issues, um, and uh, we'll try to get into that uh, next hour, carry that into the next hour, because I want to play some of the audio so you can hear it straight from him uh, about the lawsuit uh, against uh, the NFL and a couple other specific teams. He addressed what's going on with the Washington Commanders and uh, Snyder, their owner. He talked about ownership in, in Denver with the Broncos, playing internationally. He covered a lot of interesting topics. Um, but um, the I want to get the one about specifically reacting to the lawsuit and why the NFL issued their their memo so quickly without even seeing anything really that was in the suit. I think the initial uh, reaction was regarding the legal claims themselves and not really what we would say the experiences of what Coach Flores uh, was going through. And that's what I'm more interested in. I put the legal claims and the legal process to the side, and, and that will be handled by, by lawyers. To me, it's more important for us to sort of listen to Coach, um, understand what he and other coaches are going through, what our clubs are going through, what they, the feedback they have, and also, again, reevaluate everything we're doing. Let's, let's see. Are we making mistakes that we subconsciously are doing or didn't think was a mistake? We have to reopen to every one of those. Um, and so, you know, I admire and respect Coach a lot. And so uh, I hope we'll get a lot of feedback, not just from Coach Flores, but everybody in this league. That's what's going to make us better. Yeah, certainly there needs to be some evaluation there because it's not really working. Is it ruining a rule? Does it need to be adjusted? Do we need to change, you know, what's going on overall? How do they, I think they need to reevaluate the hiring of coaches, period. There's a lot of turnover in the NFL. And I think – one thing that would really help is waiting until after the Super Bowl. There is zero need to make your hire of the, in the NFL 
until after the Super Bowl. Zero. You don't have recruits you're trying to keep. You're not trying to do transfers and guys in the portal, early signing period. None of that. There is zero need. Wait until after the Super Bowl. More on that coming up next hour. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. This weekend, the Saints running back Alvin Kamara was arrested and charged with battery. That happened just hours after the Pro Bowl. This year's game was played in Las Vegas, of course, the new home of the Raiders. And Vegas is a great place to visit, but the city is notorious for some dicey behavior. That hasn't worked in the NFL's favor as of late. If found guilty, Kamara could face serious charges, even jail time for his actions on Sunday. But this isn't the first incident the NFL has had in Vegas this season. Earlier this year, the Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs was involved in a tragic drunk driving accident, and the Raiders also had to deal with the Damon Arnett situation. The cornerback was released from the team after brandishing a firearm and making threats on social media. Over the years, the NFL has done a lot to try to clean up its image on and off the field. But with the way things have started in Las Vegas, you can't help but wonder if the NFL may soon regret being in Sin City. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Near historic low rates may be a great reason to refinance, but when matched with an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot, you could be saving money and paying more towards the bottom line. Call a Loan Depot loan officer and ask about our 27-year smart term loan or our 10-year arm loan. Get a great rate matched with a great loan by calling 866-888-LOAN or visit LoanDepot.com. At Loan Depot, home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states. Hey, it's me, your dream. What happened, man? We used to be tight. I say it's time we get back together. You and me, your dream, live in the van life in a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could start a business or build a log cabin. Whatever you want. It's a Mercedes-Benz van, so it's chock full of innovative safety features. All I'm saying is don't forget about me. I, I mean, I am your lifelong dream. So what do you say? Let's head to the Mercedes. Winter weather means your car is working harder. Get the parts to make your car run its best from your locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores. Receive a $20 rebate on the purchase of any Napa Legend battery. A 16-ounce can of seafoam mortar treatment, $7.99. A gate mouth tool bag, $5.99. And stock up on Blue Heat Ice Melt, 50-pound bag, $10. Always the best prices on the best parts at your five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We are Fox And here's what you need to know. Unfortunately, things off in Major League Baseball. Several outlets reporting today. Former Oakland A's outfielder Jeremy Giambi passes away at the age of 47. Cause of death is unknown. Meanwhile, in the National Football League, the league itself is investigating all aspects of the Brian Flores lawsuit and the allegations of tanking, taking all of its claims seriously. And the league is also involved 
and a complete restructure in the hiring process for coaches that would open more doors for minority candidates. That's according to Roger Goodell. Speaking of the league, they continue to go overseas. They're going to play games in Munich and also Mexico City this upcoming season. Games will be played in Munich or Frankfurt, Germany, each of those in the next four years. Meanwhile, in Sin City, Las Vegas, police informed the National Football League of the pending Alvin Kamara arrest before he played in the Pro Bowl, even though he did play in that Pro Bowl. Miami Heat sending a couple different guys to Oklahoma City for a couple of draft picks. The draft is underway. A presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. High schools. Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the full court press with Eric Franson and AJ Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, AJ, you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson with you here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in on this Wednesday as we get ready for Utah Jazz hosting the Golden State Warriors. we got a lot of high school hoops going on tonight on our family of radio stations and on CashValleyDaily.com. Utah Jazz made a move today. Does it make sense? And are they done? Dan Clayton with Salt City Hoops in their partnership with Salt Lake Tribune. will be joining us at about 5.30 to make sense of the deals that were done. And if the Jazz are done, if uh, they may have something more in the works before the NBA trade deadline, which is tomorrow at 1 o'clock. So uh, that'll be fascinating to have Dan on to make sense of, of what's going on in the NBA and what's still potentially available. Because just because they traded for somebody now doesn't mean that they will be on the roster even tomorrow, uh, as certainly we saw with uh, uh, Nikhail Alexander um, and uh, Walker. Uh, I'm just going to call him NAW. It's a lot easier. Uh, he was part of the trade just yesterday with the Pelicans and the Trailblazers, and now he's coming to Utah instead. In exchange for Joe Ingles and his expiring contract, the Jazz also send Elijah Hughes to uh, to Portland. Uh, Jazz also get uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, six foot nine forward who's played sparingly, doesn't play a lot of minutes. So I don't really know how he fits into the Jazz system. I wouldn't be surprised if that contract gets added and moved uh, before the, the deadline tomorrow. But uh, we'll we'll get Dan's perspective on that coming up a little bit later on this hour. He's expected to join us at about 5.30 here on the Full Court Press. A lot of activity on the Guild Morgan's text line last hour. Certainly a lot of that attention on the Aggies in their close loss yet again to Wyoming. Another 
opportunity to win the game that just slipped away. Had a great opportunity at the end of regulation, but didn't even get a shot up. Uh, huge free throw disparity. Those are major storylines uh, kind of reacting to what happened. But uh, if you want to weigh in, love to hear from you. 435-339-0321. And uh, John Russell was part of KVNU Aggie Call last night and uh, joins us here today. I asked him to come in so we could react to what happened last night in Laramie. And, uh, John, before I get your takes on what happened, I want to get through some of these texts that came in and haven't had a chance to get through just yet. Uh, 5338. Hey, Graham, just give me the signal when you're ready to throw that elbow, and I will look the other way. Signed, Larry Spaulding. It's <laughs> 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 about how it went, right? He was he was physical in the post and could move guys around and didn't seem to be balanced the other way. Uh, 9952. I'd like to know the coach's resume and knowledge of the game. If it's solid, Kids need to shut up and play. Uh, man, that I agree. I mean, that's in reference to what's going on in Highland High School. I don't know his total resume. Um, he's been there for six years. So, I mean, it's not like this just all of a sudden something happened or just fresh and new and doesn't hasn't figured it out. So... I don't understand what's going on there. I just, I maybe because, yeah, maybe he's got distractions. I don't know. Maybe it's been bad for a while. I don't know. But sure seems like these kids are out of line. Parents, I'm sure, involved as they prone to get at the high school level and create politics and fill kids' heads with stuff that's not important, not necessary. But this silly. Uh, 2409, it's a little like the old saying, monkey see, monkey do. When you've got highly paid, high-profile professional players getting coaches fired, picking teammates such as LeBron James and Antonio Brown, the kids are going to try and do the same thing. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Certainly, yes, we do see high-profile athletes having tremendous influence on what their franchise, the decisions their franchises make. But, come on, you're... These are teenagers in high school. You do not wield that kind of influence. And your parents shouldn't either. Uh, 6891, the real question is, what happened to Washington State versus Oregon today? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to look that one up. Uh, 4474, you hit the nail right on the head. Uh, There's no abuse involved. There are issues that need to be resolved by the AD after the season. If Highland's administration caves in, they're going to set a horrible precedent and set themselves up for future headaches. I don't know how people coach high school sports anymore. Boy, no kidding. That'd be so hard to be a coach today. But if if he's not yelling at him, if he's not verbally abusive, if he's not physically abusive, you keep your chin up and you figure out how to get through the season and then make the choice. I get it if you're a, if you're a senior and this is your last hurrah, you want things to go better. But look, there's teams all the time who have disappointing seasons and struggle. Do they just quit on the team? Bizarre. Uh 5879, USU's loss is so disappointing. Seems like we'll only win a game if we're in a 10-point lead situation. Uh, that's a great point. And that's the point I made earlier and John uh, John Russell part of KVNU game night. Um, with KVNU Aggie call, uh, it seems like this team 
either loses by a possession or wins by 15 or more. There's nothing in between. They haven't proven that they can win a close game. And I knew we were in trouble last night when, uh, you know, after the first half, EK was on the on the bench the, pretty much the entire first half. And, uh, you know, that's when the Aggies really needed to get out to a big lead. They go into halftime with a four-point lead, and at that point I know it's over. But it, it's a great point, and, and what we're seeing is, one, dead on. It's either, you know, a, a loss by just a couple of points or it's a big win. But the problem is is that when we play teams that really have not one but two quality players, we struggle with that. And you look at Vegas. Vegas rolled on them. Everybody's well, it's, that's UNLV. They had Hamilton. That's all they had. They really didn't have anything to back them up. Last night, Maldonado and Ike, top scores in the nation, one-two scores in the nation. Those guys are legit ball players. They're good players. We had no answer for them. And, um, you know, once again, had a chance to win it. No shot. How do you not get a shot at the end of half, at the end of the game? How can you not? And then even Ryland Jones' shot at the end of the, at the end of overtime, not a bad shot, but is that the guy you want taking the shot? And if not, who do you want taking the shot? Yeah, uh, Ryland, Stephen Ashworth, mm-hmm. Justin Bean, those are – or Horvath, Horvath was, was scoring. A huge game. Yeah. He was scoring fine, but the ball's in the hands of RJ, who hasn't been a good shooter or a good scorer. Then it float, somehow gets over to Shulga, who, you know, that's not your your main they, guy no, in a tense not. situation. Like I just don't understand that play call and just how it was executed. Yeah, you look at Shulga and he almost had that look on his face, like whoa, hey, ho. What are you passing me the ball for? No, no, that's not. But you know what? That is what Wyoming does, and you have to give them credit for that. They make guys that are not your main players, that are not your scores. They make them beat you. And last night they didn't. And and you know I, I put that a lot on coaches. Ed. You've got to be understanding that. You have to be prepared to know that. You know what? They're not going to let Bean beat you. They're not going to let Ashworth Horvath beat you. They're going to make Shelga, Idle Rock, Ryland Jones. They're going to make Dory, uh, uh, Trevin. Uh, those are the guys that they want you to, to win, to, to beat you. And, and last night, it played out. They did the right thing, and they got the win. In games decided by three points, or, or I'm going to say four points or less, that's a, that's a single possession. If you get lucky and get fouled on a three-point shot, okay. The Aggies are three and seven. So what do you attribute Three to that? Three and to? seven. What do you attribute that to? And and to me, it's plain and simple. It's the inability to have a guy that can go one on one. And you wonder whether that would have been Bearstow last night. I, mean, I think, you know, Bearstow. Not having him, yeah, that hurt. He's he's a guy that can go one on one that can do it. But you know, I I love you know, Justin Bean. We we all love him. But is he really a one on one? end of the game, game's on the line, we need a bucket. Is he that guy? He's He plays so well within the system. And, and you know, there, there are fans out there that are probably ready to lynch me when I make that comment, but he's not that guy. Hamilton was that guy. How many times did you see it that in the UNLV game? Clocks weren't running down. Ashworth is paying, playing great defense in his face, hand 
up in his face, almost picking his nose for him. It's right up there. You know, he's getting in there, and Hamilton just up, and he buries him because he wanted it. He, he, he knew that's his time. Aggies just don't have that, and that's what we saw last night again. And we heard Odom during that stretch where they were losing games saying we're forcing too much through Bean. Yes. We just need to let the game flow with, the, with our sets that we're doing. And then it's like, okay, great. Then they went on a five-game winning streak where they're blowing teams out. Mm-hmm. This is the offensive set. We're going to let it flow and run this thing, and we're not going to force feed anybody. But they had that 10-point lead early in the second half, couldn't sustain it. Well, What happened at the end of regulation was curious. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, I, I – I just go back to what I was saying, and I think the the in a Bearstow not being on the court, not being able to play. I think we realize how important he is to this team, and not because he's a, a twenty and ten guy, not because you know the the huge stat numbers, because he's having a good year, but it's nothing, you know, that's going to blow your socks off. But he is that threat. He's that danger. He's, he's that option. guy that wants it. And he wants it. You've seen him take. We've seen him take some bad shots, but we've also seen him where he said, "Look, hey, clock's running down. Give me the ball. Let me take care of this." And he does the job. And and we didn't have that. No, that's a great point. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. If you want to weigh in on the Guild Mortgage text line, nine nine five two says, "With sixteen seconds, why not run any of your normal plays? Doesn't need to be yeah. an ISO hero." Yeah, great, great point. So let's let's hear about those end of regulation, end of overtime situations straight from Coach Odom. This is what he had to say after the game, trying to explain what he saw and what the plan was, and how what the result turned out to be. Uh, ending for us, I thought Ryland's shot, you know, was uh, was excellent, and um, you know he he made the right decision in terms of getting to the rim, and uh, we had Bean right under the basket in case they ended up coming at Bean. And uh, or coming at Ryland, so Ryland, you know, would drop it off to him, um, and uh, you know, it just didn't go down. And so, you know, we can't really, you know, put it all on those two plays, uh, the end of regulation and the end of the game. There were winning plays out there to be had that we just didn't make. We didn't we out rebounded them, but we didn't we didn't get the key ones that we needed at, at the right time, you know, to be able to finish it out. And uh, we're up two, and they end up with a rebound and foul, and now they make two. And uh, now you got to score, you know, at the end of the game to, to make it happen. And so, you know, it's just disappointing, but, you know, it's it's not discouraging because, you know, we're right there with, with the team that's, you know, just outside the top 25. That sounds nice. Yes. <laughs> we competed with a team that's right outside of the top 25. Twice. But this is – which is like – Groundhog's Day again. <laughs> I mean, it's one game isolated, and I hope it is just this one game. But another game comes down late to basically a putback or last-second deal for EK to win the game. But, boy, they had their opportunities. And the, the free-throw disparity, John, I, I talked about this earlier. Sometimes a team in their style of play forces their opponents. Like it puts them in difficult situations. And so to try to match that, they have to be more physical, and sometimes they end up fouling more because they're undermanned, or they just can't match what the other what you're trying to do. So, by nature of your personnel and style, it 
Nine in and nine out, you normally get to the free throw line more than your opponents. Wyoming is, on average, putting up 12 free throws more per game at home than their opponents. Do you see that as a function of their personnel and their style? Or something else going on with what Wyoming does at home versus on the road? Well, it's a combination of both. How's, how's that for weaseling out of an answer? And it, <laughs> It's a combination of both. First of all, you go into an opponent's arena – they are a legitimate team, and and you know we can complain about the the calls, we can complain about shot selection, all we want to. That is a good good basketball team. Uh, you go in there, and they know what they're looking at. The refs know what kind of game you play, and they Wyoming didn't do anything that they don't haven't done all year anyway. You get Ek down there, you let him just kind of pound, throw an elbow. It's his game. Maldonado is just I will there will be no one happier when he finally graduates. What is he in like his eighth year or something? <laughs> He's been there forever. That's right. And you know, but he is a slasher. He's a driver. He's not afraid to go to the basket and he forces contact. When the refs know that's your game, they're gonna let you get away with it. And you can say that about Wyoming. You can go to any team that we've played. And there's a player that they know that probably got away with a little more than they should, but that's what they do. But I, I think it is the reality. I mean, let's face it. Look at what our guards have done. They kind of pull. They, they like to drive, and they do a good job driving. But then they kind of pull up. They hesitate. Idle Rock, big body. He should be slamming himself in there and getting fouls. Ryland Jones, just you know, he gets does a good job getting into the paint, but then kind of kind of freezes a little bit. Uh, Ashworth has gotten better as the season worn has worn on, and even your big men, uh, you look at you know what are what are they doing? Dorius is not you know a huge threat. Um, Horvath prefers to take Horvath it outside. would rather be outside. Bean doesn't mind you know getting in there, but you know to be honest with him, he his shot is certainly prettier than when he started here. Because if you remember when he started, he had yes. he had kind of a funky little hitch that you just didn't know what's going on. But but the reality is, we don't have that guy. Who is that guy? And again, you know whether it would have been different if Bearstow had been there last night. Who knows? You know we can speculate. But he is that more aggressive guy. He is willing to go to the basket. And I don't mind if he has three or four turnovers if they're aggressive going to the basket. You know, you get blocked. Maybe you get hit a little harder than you should have, but at least you're going. And um, and and we don't have that. So to answer your question, ultimately I would say it's the style of game. When you've got point guards that get in the paint, do a great job getting to the paint, but then they're kind of at a loss. You know, they they can't put it up. They're they're going to struggle. That's where your problem is. Uh, and Barristow has been a guy that's not afraid to yeah. attack the rim. Uh, just I wanted to get some comparison. The first time these two teams met, this was in Logan. Wyoming had a free throw advantage in that game, mm-hmm. but it was 21 attempts versus 15. That's understandable, reasonable based on a style of play, but 32 to 13. Yeah, yeah certainly, certainly out of whack. And I, I and I, I'm going to agree with any caller, anybody that texts in and says it was unfair, but it's. 
it's what you face. I mean, let's as as much as you hate it, and as aggressive as they were, you look at what EK did every time down. I mean, he was licking his chops when he got back in the second, especially when Trevin came in to try and back him up. He's like, this guy can't stop me. So all he does, it's a game that's designed for points. And and you know, are you going to be more interested to go to see a game that's you know, 59 to 55, or do you want to see an 86-74 game? You want to see the scoring. And so you got a guy like like EK who's just big, wide-bodied guy. He just backs you down. The refs let him back and pound and beat and, and push. You're done. And, and we had nothing to compete against that. The big question I have now, and, and you know, we want to keep going on this, but what are opponents going to do when they go, you know what, I got a big guy that really can handle it? Who have we struggled with? EK, Roddy. Um, who was the guy from, uh, it was the Clark from Iowa? They're, they're big guy. Again, big body. These are guys that we just don't have an answer for. I was a little surprised we didn't see Zapala at all. Yeah. Hey, that's five yeah. fouls. Come on. I mean, get a body <laughs> out there. If Dorius is in, in foul trouble, throw another body out there. Yeah. At least – Fill up some space and try to slow them down. Yeah. Uh, back to the Guild Mortgage text line three 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 one. Ask Craig Smith how important having a clutch player like Merrill is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Five six six two. First instinct is to blame the coaching staff, which the staff is part to blame for close game blunders. Have to blame the players too for lacks of execution late in close games. Good point. Shots were not made, but. <laughs> You know, it, it, we talk about it in football, how many good halftime adjustments are there. Basketball, a little different game. You still have halftime adjustments, but you have a lot of in-game adjustments that need, need to be made. And, you know, do, what do you do if you're the Aggies? Really the only thing at this point, we had no control on that, on EK. When we did double or triple team him, he did struggle a little bit. They've got shooters. Would you rather die by the three or die by him just continually backing in and getting little four or five foot jumpers? Make him take yeah, that twenty five foot. You have to pick your poison, and yeah. the odds, the the field goal percentage odds are much more in your favor as a defensive team and lighting the three point yeah. shot. But I want to go back to the to the comment there by thirty three thirty one, which is which is a legit point. Who is our go to guy? I mean, let, let's face it, and Sam was a special player. And, you know, <laughs> I love when people say things like, oh, well, what about Sam? What about J.C. Carroll? Those were special generational players. But you knew, and the opponent knew, and the crowd knew, and the announcers knew, and the cameramen knew <laughs> when, you know, at the end of the game. I mean, you look at that shot that, that Sam hit in the Mountain West tournament. The, even the guy making popcorn was like, oh. We know where this is going, and he did, and he made the shot. Unfortunately, we don't have that. But you live with what you've got, and we were not. The, the, the fact was, we say what you want to about Maldonado, who's a heck of a player and had a great game last night. What it came down to, you knew where the ball was going for Wyoming at the very end of the game. It was going to EK. Case closed. You have the advantage. Yeah. Go where you have your advantage. Yeah. 435-339-0321. You want to continue to weigh in on that uh, loss last night for the Aggies. Is a chance of NCAA tournament now lost? Or was it really even in the works anyway with the way things have gone so far for the Aggies? Uh, we'll discuss that. Also coming up at 530, 
Dan Clayton with Salt City Hoops in their partnership with Salt Lake Tribune. He'll be joining us to talk about the Utah Jazz, who made a trade today. Does it make sense? Does this really help the Jazz? Are they done? Uh, Could more deals be made before 1 o'clock tomorrow? We'll discuss all that coming up on the Full Court Press. A romantic setting, delicious cuisines, mouth-watering desserts, and your favorite dinner date. Celebrate with your Valentine at Elements Restaurant. Along with Elements' delightful regular menu, they're offering Valentine specials for two that include mouth-watering steak, seafood, or chicken entrees, complete with red velvet cake, chocolate mousse, and chocolate-covered strawberries. Reservations are available Friday, February 11th, Saturday the 12th, or Monday the 14th. Make this Valentine's Day extraordinary. Reserve at TheElementsRestaurant.com or call 750-5171. Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. At White Pine, we value compassion, integrity, and service. We are committed to serving you and treating your family as our family. We will be here when you need us most to listen, to help, and to provide exactly what your circumstances require. At White Pine, we promise to dedicate our time and attention to you and your family. We invite you to come by and meet us. We're confident you'll feel a difference. Hey, it's Jackson with Mountain West Motor, inviting you to check out our new location at 615 North Main in Logan. If you're looking for a rig that will turn heads on the road, each vehicle on our lot has been customized and built for your adventure. Whether it's hauling kids, hauling trailers, or roaming in the mountains, choose from our collection of trucks and SUVs at Mountain West Motor like no other dealership in Cache Valley. Visit us at mwmotor.com. Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. Winter is upon us, which is the best reason to have a clean and healthy home. This is Daryl with Kim Dry of Northern Utah. Let us come and make your carpets, rugs, and upholstery and hardwood as clean as it can be. Platinum certified with the Carpet and Rug Institute and Indoor Air Quality Association. Kim Dry's hot carbonation and quick dry times will leave your homes healthy and ready to combat the cold and flu season. We're a company that you can trust. Call Kim Dry of Northern Utah. Kim Dry of Northern Utah. Kim Dry of Northern Utah. Cold weather is here. Let the gold medal winner in the Best of Northern Utah's Fireplace category help you update your home with Napoleon's full line of gas or wood-burning products. Building a new home? Let the professionals at Advanced Fireplace and Stove design and install your fireplace. From traditional to modern, Napoleon has something for every design and every budget. Install a product that will allow your family to make memories for years to come. Stop by at their showroom or visit them at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. This is Jay with Daryl's Appliance. What happens when an appliance breaks down and the cost of the repair is more than the appliance value? You're stuck with a service call charge at most places, not at Daryl's. With our exclusive Under One Roof loyalty program, we discount the service call diagnostic charge when you decide to buy new from us instead of the repair. That's the Daryl's difference because service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays at 5 on Saturday. Sunday, the Los Angeles Rams and Cincinnati Bengals square off in Super Bowl 56. Hi, this is Scott Graham. Join me and the rest of our Westwood One crew from L.A. for all the action. The Bengals are in the big game for the first time in 33 years. Can they bring home the first Super Bowl title in franchise history? Or will the Rams win on their home turf in SoFi Stadium? Tune in to find out. If it's Super Bowl 56, it's right here. Pre-game begins at 3 with kickoff at 4.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. 
Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson, John Russell, Full Court Press alum, but also part of KVNU Aggie Call after the Aggie basketball games. Guild Mortgage text line is open, 435-339-0321. But before we get to that, I want to remind you about Mountain West Motor, Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership located at 615 North Main. They've got a great selection of trucks and SUVs there, especially customized for your next adventure. Whether it's hauling trailers, hauling kids, or just roaming around the mountains, Mountain West Motor has a unique selection of vehicles. You can visit them in person at 615 North Main or visit them online, mwmotor.com. Uh, 5338 on our Guild Mortgage text line. Funny that 7220 was painted all over that court. Quite childish. That must have cost the Yankees the game. Yes, that was it right I'm there. Sure that's what it was. But, you know, in jest, but Utah State had played, that was like their fourth game in six mm-hmm. nights. Yeah. Yeah, that they, was the first travel game. Most of those games were at home, but um, the legs had to be a little tired. And, you know, I, I look at that. When you look at the minutes a lot of the Aggies are playing there, I mean, a lot of the guys, Ashworth, Bean, uh, uh, Brandon, they're, they're all playing 35, 37, 40 minutes. And, and you wonder whether they need to be given a little bit of time off so that they can rest. But all that being said, um, Really, Wyoming, not much different. Um, going back in their schedule, they, since the 19th, well, since the 17th of January, 15th of January, we'll just keep going. I mean, keep in mind, they didn't play any season, but they're playing, if not every other night, they're playing every third night. So they're kind of in a similar boat. They're in a similar situation. Yeah, but, but yeah, you just had four games in the span of a week. Yeah. There was travel involved to get there. Not a lot of time to prep, but still. But I mean, the the games that before then, Air Force, San Jose, UNLV, those were blowouts. Yeah. Winning by wide margins. You had your bench guys able to play. It's not like rest was a huge concern for USU. Yeah. but I don't know. It comes down to execution. You, you just, you know, everything that you're talking about with the Aggies, uh, you know, not winning games. I think, would you say, three and seven uh, in in close games. You look at Wyoming. The last six games, they're they're seven, six and one in the last seven games, and in those games, uh, they've either gone to overtime or barely won by two three points. This is a basketball team, and you know, again, I, I got to tip my hat to Wyoming that they've gone in, they've recognized what they're playing with, what the refs are looking at, how they're going to call the game, and then they've turned around and they've they've executed accordingly. Um, it, it's frustrating because I, you know, as I was thinking about it this morning, uh, trying <laughs> trying to ruminate on what had happened. You know, the Aggies get a couple of these wins. All of a sudden, in conference, uh, they get three of them. All of a sudden, now they're they're eight and three. And they're they're looking at a first round bye in the Mountain West tournament if they continue to play that way, um, but you can't say what if because the fact is that they lost those games. You've your only hope is that they turn around and recognize these things went wrong. These are the things that we've got to do differently so that the next time we're in a tight game we can pull off the win. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. You you pointed out Wyoming. They have found ways to win close yeah. games. Utah State hasn't. 
And that that's the difference. And again, go back to football. The Aggie football team this year found a way to win some close games. They eked some out. Started off the beginning of the year against Washington State. They found a game that realistically they probably shouldn't have won, but they've done it. Those things build a little momentum. I really have to wonder in the back of their mind whether they're thinking, oh, here we go again. We're, we're down by two. We got the ball, but we don't seem to be able to pull this off. You know, I know a lot of people are going to say, no, that, that doesn't happen. But unfortunately, it's, it, it's often a reality where, where it does get in the back of your mind. And, the, and that basket gets just a little smaller. That basket, the you know, the ball gets just a little bit heavier off your hand. All of a sudden, the crowd gets just a little longer, and then all of a sudden, the shot bounces off. Uh, you know, you turn it over, and and you're going, well, that that's what happens. Uh, just quickly, a few texts real quick on this, and we'll we'll shift to some jazz talk with Dan Clayton. Uh, but two six zero three height seemed to affect us against Wyoming. It, that's true, mm-hmm. and you, as you detailed. Yeah. If uh, if you're a opposing team with a good big man, you got to get excited about playing the Aggies because that's a, a weakness that they're facing and just haven't been able to overcome. Yeah. Two three zero five. Funny thing is, you guys are talking about rest in the schedule. That had the Aggies made a shot, a three pointer, say in the last eleven seconds, the whole conversation would be different right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't, I I don't think that they had weak legs. No, I think that they had energy. But it didn't help that it's their fourth game in seven no, nights. it didn't. All right, shifting gears. A big day today for the Utah Jazz. There have been a lot of trades going on in the NBA. Some big names have been on the move these last few days. Are the Jazz done? Big question mark. Don't know. But uh, Dan Clayton with Salt City Hoops with their partnership with Salt Lake Tribune, friend of the program, joins us now here on the Full Court Press. Dan, how are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. No, it's a busy day for you trying to make sense of this deal. Um Nah, NWA, it's the easiest way for me to pronounce his name. Uh, but Nikhil Alexander-Walker, really that's the big part of this in exchange for Joe Ingles' contract. Uh, also, um, Juancho Hernan Gomez is part of the deal also. But it seems like the big part here is Ingles for Alexander-Walker. What do you see from out of him, and uh, what does he potentially add to the Utah Jazz? Yeah, so Nikhil Alexander Walker is a is a recent mid first round pick, right? He's a he's a kid who, you know, was selected there because he ostensibly has some potential. Um, I, I don't know that he's really really realized that potential yet in the NBA. He's in his third season right now. Um, his his first two were better this year. New Orleans is a little bit of a mess, and they don't have a lot of talent there. And obviously, that just makes everybody's lives harder. So. You know, his shooting has gone down, his efficiency has gone down. Um, but he's, you know, he's a player who averages 26 minutes a game, so he's he's ready to play a, a rotation role. He knows what it is to show up every night and be needed by his club. Um, <clears throat> he, can, uh, he can do a little bit with the ball in his hands. Um, but I think probably in Utah, he's, he's going to, they're going to use him mostly as a, as a spot shooter and you know off ball slasher type, I don't think they need him to really you know create or, or run thirty pick and rolls a night or whatever. Um, and then on defense, you know, I, I would say he's more of like an energy player on defense than necessarily a lockdown defender. We've been talking for weeks about how the Jazz could use more on ball defense, and I don't know that he answers that need specifically. But at six six, he's a little bigger and longer, so if 
you know, if he's coachable, he he could maybe. Well, sorry there. Uh, I think he could potentially dial in on some of those tools that uh, that uh, made him a 17th pick in the NBA draft a couple of seasons ago. So, so you know, I like it. The Jazz um, really didn't give up anything of immediate basketball value to get him because Joe Ingles' season was done either way. Elijah Hughes was like the 14th man. He wasn't playing. Um, they did give up two second-round picks, but they're pretty low-value second-round picks. Um, so, you know, ultimately, I think it's kind of a, a a low a low downside, medium upside kind of move. I think he'll come. I think he'll have a chance to play in the rotation. I think he'll have a chance to contribute. But this isn't the kind of deal that necessarily changes the trajectory or makes you go, oh, the Jazz are kind of over the hump now, right? He's He's a nice complimentary piece. He's not someone that's going to be featured greatly as the Jazz try to make a deep playoff run here. And I think that's kind of the, the big question here is Bogey earlier this week was asked, are you are the Jazz still title contenders? Do you view that you this team still can compete for a championship? And he said yes, uh, because the core that's there and the experience that they have together, but they haven't played like a title contender even before January happened. So are the Jazz done? Do you think there might be some more moves that take place before 1 o'clock tomorrow to get them to be a title contender? Well, let me engage with your premise there first, Eric. Because, like, here's the thing. I, like, obviously January was kind of disastrous because they played most of the month down anywhere from, like, one to seven rotation players in, in all of those games. It's been just kind of hectic and chaotic in terms of players coming and going in and out of the lineup. But, you know, before that, the Jazz peaked at, you know, a, a, they were 28 and 10 at one point. Um, this year, they're 22 and 8 in games where all five of their starters are available, but that hasn't happened. Um, it's only happened four times since Christmas that all four of their, that all five of their starters have been available. So I do kind of think that one of the sort of mindsets that's guiding their approach in this trade deadline season is the fact that when their main guys are healthy, they are really hard to beat. So if you know that, then maybe you're less likely to, to you know, throw a bunch of really good players and assets into a into a desperation deal for like a, a Jeremy Grant or a Harrison Barnes. I think you might be more satisfied with, you know, how as a team can they can they address a couple of rotation weaknesses and and um, you know, like shore up the defense like we've talked about. I think with Joe Ingles' in- injury now and now trade. Um, I do think they probably need a little bit more playmaking on the bench, and maybe that's something they'll address. So, so that's my long answer. My short answer to Part B of your question is, yeah, I, I think that they're still going to be active. We have another 19 or 20 hours to go before the deadline for in-season trades, and the Jazz still do have a couple of things left that I think have some value on the marketplace. They're not, you know, they're like they're eye of the beholder assets. Like in other words, I don't think. Every team in the association is dying to get their hands on Jordan Clarkson or Rudy Gay. But, you know, some teams are. Some teams value, like, those types of tools and those types of players and talents. So I do think that they'll have a chance to, you know, get into more conversations and and maybe do something that addresses kind of the front-to-middle part of the rotation a little bit more because I think the Alexander Walker is is more about, you know, adding an interesting young eighth or ninth man and they still could do something, I think, to address kind of the sixth man, the seventh man, the eighth man spots. I, I, I think that especially post-Ingles injury, um, they just 
they they have they have some pretty unique needs to fill because Ingles is such a unique player in that he's he's big and guards well, but he's also a playmaker. So you know they they still have some things that I think they can go out and do in the next nineteen hours. You know, we're certainly not going to see anything like uh, James Harden or or Ben Simmons coming here. Who knows? Probably not. But you talked about addressing some needs. Uh, can can you get into a little more detail what those needs are and what kind of guy might be a good fit for the Jazz for those needs? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think uh, I think for starters, you know, on ball defense remains a, a bit of a bugaboo for this team. It's it's the reason why their defense sort of fell apart in, in the playoffs last summer. Um, now, obviously, they had some players hurt, too, and that factors in. But, you know, when, when the Clippers decided, okay, Rudy Gobert is just completely blowing up our pick-and-roll offense, so let's stop running picks. Let's not run any pick-and-roll. Let's just have a guy with the ball out front who can, who can beat his man off, off the drill, you know, off from a standstill, beat his man to the paint, and and collapse the defense that way. And it worked and it worked over and over again. And then, you know, pretty soon the jazz and Quinn Snyder and Rudy Gobert had to start making some tough decisions about, okay, do we bring Rudy back to the paint and leave a shooter open? Or do we have him hug the shooter, but then like Paul George and Reggie Jackson are going to score layups all night. So that just remains something that I think they still need to address. A guy I kind of like for that. He's expensive. I, I don't, you know, getting him would be a little bit of a challenge at this point is Gary Harris in Orlando. Um, Gary Harris, if, if we remember from the bubble playoffs of, of two seasons ago, he was hurt and missed the first five games, but came back in games six and seven and really had an impact defensively on Donovan Mitchell. Um, and Donovan Mitchell is a pretty special player, right? So if, if you are defensively capable enough that you can come back after not playing for weeks and just instantly have an impact on Donovan Mitchell. I, I think that says some nice things about who he is as a player. Um, he's in Orlando. Orlando's not trying to be competitive this year. So I think if a team came in and, and said, you know, hey, we'll offer you something that might help you a little bit more into the future, whether that's draft assets or, or maybe they're a team who would be interested in Clarkson. I, I think Gary Harrison is a player you could probably get to. But the Jazz would need to put together about $15 million in outgoing salaries to bring him in. Um, the other thing is just size on the wing. I, I still think they could use another big-bodied wing. That's going to be tougher to get. Um, the name everybody's been talking about is Harrison Barnes, but I don't think they can get to Barnes, who's, who um, your listeners may know plays for Sacramento. I, I don't think they can get to him without including a first-round pick. And, you know, the, the scary thing about first-round picks right now for the Jazz is they can't trade one until 2026, and 2026 could be the first year after Rudy, uh, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell have offset their contracts. So that could wind up being a really important pick at a time when the Jazz are kind of pivoting and rebuilding. So, you know, promising that pick specifically could really come back to bite them. Um, unless obviously there are protections on it. So, so because of that, I, it's, it's hard to know if they're in the market for a Barnes type or if, you know, they might have to settle for something a little less lofty. Um, so they don't have to part with, with a, a 2026 pick. Uh, Hernan Gomez part of this deal today. Does he, does he play minutes? Is he part of a deal that gets packaged <laughs> is, for something is he else? Good? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he doesn't, he didn't play a lot of minutes. Uh, he, he's kind of bounced around the league a little bit. Um, six nine. I guess he's got a good body, but 
he, he hasn't played a full season in quite some time. He's got some injuries that he's gone through. Uh, what what do you see out of him, and why the Jazz would have him included in a deal to bring to Utah? Well, I, really, I think the reason he was included in the deal is San Antonio had to send salary out in order to get Thomas Sadoransky as part of this deal. So really, I think he's in the deal for math reasons more than anything. Could the Jazz use him? Yeah, I think they could in the right circumstances. He he used to be pretty okay when he played for Denver at the start of his career. Then he went to Minnesota. Um, Minnesota didn't really have players then, so he, he was in a bit more of a featured role for Minnesota in like 19, 20, 21. Um, at one point averaged, you know, a dozen or so points for them. But really, I think in, in the context of this year's Jazz, it's more, um, it's more, uh, you know, I think he gives you another bench big who just has some NBA experience so that if the wrong guy twists his ankle and has to miss a few games in the playoff, at least you can rely on a dude who like, has been on NBA courts a little bit. Um, but that's if he's still on the roster in 24 hours. Because, you know, again, the Jazz are still very active and, and they're still having conversations. And, um, you know, Juancho, because they just acquired him, they can't turn around and package him with other players in a trade, but they can trade him on his own. And I, I don't think that's entirely out of the realm of possibility. I, I think that there is some possibility that they might you know, look to park his salary somewhere or see if they can, you know, get a, a low-dollar rotation player from someone. It might cost them another asset, but that's just that's where the Jazz are at. When you're, when you're in win-now mode, that means you're a buyer, and that means you're emptying the asset cupboard to do everything you can to try to enhance your chances at, at making a deep run. So, we'll, you know, we'll see if, if Juancho ever suits up for the Jazz. Um, I think it's probably... 50-50. Well, it's probably better than 50-50, but I don't think it's a sure thing that he's ever going to appear on the court for Utah. Right, last question for me is, uh, with this move, it seems like it fills some spots and some spaces. Does that eliminate Daniel House from being part of the roster going forward, or is that still an option? No, I don't think it eliminates him at all. In fact, that's part of why I keep saying, like, we just need to let these last 19 or 20 hours play out. Um, Jazz like House a lot, and frankly, I think he addresses some of those things we talked about, right? He's not huge at 6'6", but he's, he's bigger than most of Utah's guards. He defends pretty well. Um, he, he has been a good catch-and-shoot three-point shooter in the past. He's, you know, he's not like going to set the world on fire, but if, if a guy can make 36% or better on catch-and-shoots, then that helps your offense. Um, so, so I do think they have interest in bringing House back. Obviously, they're still doing some some roster shuffling and and again you know some of these guys that they may acquire may not may not stick around for very long so we just have to see what happens and what the roster looks like on friday and you know if at that point they have uh you know they've had a there may be a guy who comes to them Juancho for that example for that matter could come to them and say like hey you know it looks like there's not really minutes for me here can can i Take a buyout and, and go find some place that could use me in this uh, in this latter part of the season. You know, the Jazz would probably be open to something like that, especially if if it means they can bring in a player that they have really been fond of in his brief time in Utah, which is which is House. So I I um I, I'll go this far. I I will predict that like by Monday, House is back on the Jazz one way or another. I just don't know exactly what that looks like because I don't think the Jazz are done making moves.
Hmm. Very interesting. And if, if people want to find out uh, the details about who these guys are and what the deals are being made and how it affects finances for the team, you guys are awesome with Salt City Hoops and your partnership with the Salt Lake Tribune. Dan Clayton, always a friend of the program. Appreciate your time today helping us make sense of the deals today. Of course, man. Take care. All right, uh, the Jazz do play tonight. They do play the uh, Golden State Warriors. Who is and isn't available? The injury report is out. We'll update you on that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. This is Ryan at My Mattress. My wife and I were laughing the other day because she read an article about things not to buy online. The first thing was prom dresses. Dresses advertised versus dresses delivered. Needless to say, what people thought they were getting is not what they got. It's much the same with mattresses. Almost always, buying a mattress online ends in buyers being let down. At My Mattress, we try to always exceed expectations. Lower prices than online and better beds. Only at My Mattress. It's engagement season. Time to find the perfect ring. S.E. Needham Jewelers is known for beautifully cut diamonds at excellent prices. Guys, the sparkle is what matters most in the diamond you give your sweetheart. Our diamonds stand apart from those of other stores. Come view our diamonds under magnification. Select a diamond that fits your budget and then have it mounted in a ring that she'll love. Remember, you get S.E. Needham quality at internet pricing. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. The new year isn't the only thing we're celebrating here at Alpine Home Medical. This year marks our 25th anniversary, and we couldn't be happier to serve you. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. If you haven't shopped with us, we'd love for you to make us your one-stop shop for any of your home medical needs. They're always changing, so please don't hesitate to stop by any of our 10 locations throughout Utah and Southern Idaho. or online at alpinehomemedical.com. If you have a sweetheart, or better yet, a sweetheart who plays golf, you're going to love this sale. This is Jeff John, head golf professional at Logan River Golf Course. It's time once again for our annual Logan River Valentine's Punch Pass sale. All full passes and half passes are on sale at the lowest prices of the year. Treat the Valentine in your life to the ultimate golf gift, 10 or 20 rounds of golf at the Logan River Golf Course. Happy Valentine's Day from all of us at Logan River. Play well, play fair, play fast. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Always appreciate Dan Clayton joining us. He can make sense of these deals and the numbers and the clauses because some people are online saying, oh, package Hernan Gomez with this guy to get that guy. And Dan's like, no, you can't do can't that do because that. of the rules and how it's worked. So he's definitely worth a follow on Twitter. Uh, but it's easier to just find their material on Salt City Hoops. Uh, great stuff. Trying to make sense of what's going on with the Utah Jazz. Uh, speaking of, 2603 asks, is Rudy back tonight? The answer is no, neither Rudy is available tonight. Rudy yeah. Gay is out with right knee soreness, and Rudy Gobert is still out with that left calf strain. Though I understand that Rudy Gobert has been doing some drills with the team. That's very encouraging. Um, so, But as of right now, no, he will not be available. Which is a shame. He, you know, they, they need to get back on track. They need to start getting together playing as a whole team and, and getting things going. Otherwise, uh, this season's rolling, and you got Phoenix and Golden State who are just, they're on fire. Uh, yes, they are. <laughs> they, But the Jazz are favored tonight. Yeah. 
Jazz are the favorite team. Without Rudy, I have a hard time believing that. Jazz but. by two. Um, games 8 o'clock tonight on ESPN. Um, interesting note, by the way, on, uh, Joe Ingles took to social media this afternoon, just earlier this hour, and uh, had this to say after the deal that was done. He says, Today hurts. I knew it was a possibility but didn't want to believe it. We've been lucky to call this place home for eight years. I got a lot more to say, but I'm going to have a beer and relax with some good friends. Go get a win, fellas. I'll always be watching. Yeah, that that's one of those, you know, sometimes the guys get traded and you're kind of like, hallelujah, it's about time. Uh, next time Joe's back on the court uh, here in Utah, whether it's, you know, with – Whoever it's with, he's going to get a huge ovation. Well, Rudy Gobert replied to Joe Ingles' tweet and said, to be continued, dot, dot, dot. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. Because after this season, Joe's an he's unrestricted free, yeah, free agent, yeah. so he can choose where he wants to go. And he's made a lot up till now. He doesn't have to worry about big money. He wants to go where he's going to win. Such a great ambassador for the program, yeah. in the community, great causes that he's been involved with. Uh we love Joe yeah. and love to see him retire in a jazz uniform. Uh, all right, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, I just uh, run through what's on the table tonight. We already mentioned the jazz. A lot of other things going on as well. We'll tell you what's going on and how you can follow along. Coming up next in the Full Court Press. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room ready to get out there and play to win, but you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name, but who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan. These two hours went by super fast. <laughs> Thanks for being along with us. I appreciate it. Uh, John, appreciate you popping in, your perspective on what happened last night with the Aggies. Uh, 6211 chiming in on the Guild Mortgage text line. I realize that the coach doesn't take the shots or make the pass. Coach's job is to put his players in the best position to win the game. Time and time again, our coach has failed to get his players into a position to win. Wyoming last night, St. Mary's, Boise State, etc., etc. Yeah, it, it's painful to be on that end of the uh, of the game and and to lose it. Um, credit to the other coaches because they have the exact same job, but we expect to win. And uh, you know, you get no shot at the end of regulation. You're getting a shot you don't expect. Uh, you, yeah, three and seven, and games decided by a single possession. Imagine where we'd be if we'd won all those. Oh, 
gosh. One less turnover, yeah. one more made free throw. One more made Boxing three. out a little bit yeah. better, preventing a second chance. Wow. All of a sudden, you're in good shape. Absolutely. So the question was posed to me earlier, uh, NIT for Utah State, would they accept the invite? I, absolutely. Yeah, I think you have should. to. Absolutely. No reason not to. It's more experience, more time on the court. You take it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, busy schedule tonight in high school hoops. Don't forget Ridgeline versus Green Canyon on 104.5 The Ranch and 100.9 Light FM. Skyview versus Mountain Crest here on The Fan and 107.7 KLZX. And Logan versus Bear River on KVNU and 104.9 The Fan and streaming on Cash Valley Daily.